It's talking to you for the sports and spirituality library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. And currently I will be on the move on Wednesday to uh, Dodgeville. So, what I'm going to talk about today is the fact that I'm going to... Uh, Life Recovery Bible, the uh, New Living Translation, and Lord, please help somebody grab a hold of this reading and be able to use it to their uh, to propel their life into a greater into a greater level of uh, existence and uh, learning to live. Learning to live is the big word for me. It is a big phrase for me. When we learn, we advance if we apply it to what we've learned. So, what we got going here is the uh, Egypt invades Judah. Judah, Judah. So, what we're going to do is say that uh, we got uh, chapter 12. And uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to read be reading the uh, the verses on the bottom too that intertwine and mix together the scripture verses and the uh, how the alcoholic anonymous alcoholics anonymous twelve step program works in with this and what it uh, and how it works together so. Being in recovery for myself, I find this very, very helpful. But I also believe that somebody who does not in recovery can find this helpful too. Maybe it can even take somebody to recovery. So, Egypt invades Judah. All right, that's enough. <laughs> but when Beethoven's... Oh, wait a minute here. But when Rehoboam... Beethoven... But when Rehoboam firmly established his strong, he abandoned the law of the Lord, and all Israel followed him in the in this sin, because of because they were unfaithful to the Lord, King Shishak of Egypt came up and attacked Jerusalem. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam's reign, he came with 1,200 chariots, 60,000 horses, and a countless army of foot soldiers, including Liberans, Sukites, and Ethiopians. Shishak conquered Judah's fulfilled Towns and then advanced to attack Jerusalem. The possible Shemaiah then met with Rehoboam, Judah's leaders, and who had all the flood to Jerusalem because of Shishak. Shemaiah told them, This is what the Lord says. You have abandoned me, so I am abandoned, abandoning you to Shishak. Then the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is right in doing this to us. When the Lord saw their change of heart, he gave this message to Shemaiah. Since the people have humbled themselves, I will, out com- I will not completely destroy them and will soon give them 
some relief. I will not use Shishak I will not use Shishak to to them oh, sorry, I will not use Shishak to pour out my anger on Jerusalem. But they will become the subject, so they will be will know the difference between serving me and serving entity I'm sorry, serving earthly writers. So King Shishak of Egypt came up with the came up and attacked Jerusalem. He considered I'm sorry, he ransacked the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the royal palace. He stole everything, including all the gold shekels Solomon had made. King Rehoboam later replaced them with bronze shields. As he, as, as he stole, I'm sorry, as, sub, as substitutes, and he entrusted them to the case of the commanders of the of the guard who approved, who protected the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went to the temple of the Lord, the guards would also take the shields and then return them to the return them to the guard room. But because Rehoboam humbled himself, the Lord's anger was turned away. He did not. He did not destroy him completely. There were still some good things in the land of Judah. All right, so. All right, I might screw this up. Yeah, I think I did. Well, I had to reread that for everybody because I like the paragraph too. But you know, it's it comes to a certain point with me that well, I don't know, maybe I didn't screw it up. But what happens a lot of times is I just jump over stuff. I'm sure you guys have experienced it too. That's why this is so good for me to do it because it, it uh, gives me that mental discipline to go on like this and to read like this. All right. So usually I, usually I mark these with a big old asterisk, but unfortunately I didn't, so... I'm providing excuses tonight, it seems like, but I just, I'm just showing that, hey, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. All right, let's go on here. Summary, I'm sorry, let's go on here. Let's go down to the, uh, let's go down to the, to the essay of the, uh, of the, of the chapter and the verse, verse says. All right, this is uh, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. When things begin to go well in our life, we need to sound the alarm. 
With success comes the danger of self-sufficiency. When Rehoboam became established and began to feel secure, he foretook his obligation to read the people closer to God. As a result, the whole re- as a result, the whole nation fell into sin and was defeated by the Egyptian Egyptians in recovery. The same thing tends to happen uh, tends to happen when things are going well. We begin to relax. We need to stay alert, realizing that good times often make us more vulnerable to a fall. No doubt about it. It's called complacency in my uh, in my definition anyways and I have and I have that grave disease, that disease which could put me in my grave very easily if I don't stay on the uh, the beam of recovery and spirituality. Let's drink my coffee. All right, so what we got going here is chapter 12, verse 5. Turning from God has has its consequences. Rehoboam had failed to lead the people in godly ways. As a result, they were abandoned by God. The prophet Shemaiah gave Cody's message. No, gave Cody's message in no no uncertain terms. You have abandoned me, and so I am abandoning you. God loves God loves us and wants us to live. Wants us to live a life that honors Him. We cannot we cannot sin with imp, with impurity. Sin always brings de- destructive consequences. The most terrible consequences of all might be abandonment by God, without without whom recovery is impossible. If we have failed and sought forgiveness. However, God will help us deal with our past failures. All right. That goes for me too about comes around my end of thinking about my point that my uh how I stopped praying and what happened and the and the horror horror I went through and doing things wrong and and doing things in the nature of uh I'm doing wrong to a person and and not realizing how much damage I did to her probably. And also the fact too is that when I turned my life around is when I uh when I turned my life around was when I started to pray. And that was you know, that and that was a bit back to prayer. And that was a basic nothing happened great, there's no great miracles. But there was a lot of consistency in my uh, in my blessings that I was given, and you know, and, they, and it saved my life too. So, 
you know, it, I say no, uns, no, there, there was no burning bush. There was none of that. It was just simple, simple instructions on what to do and how to do it. So thank you, God, and thank you, Jesus, for that. And I had to say, I had to say that because. You know, I, I felt that the need, I felt what God wanted me to say, just as I said right there. I really hopefully if somebody can grab a hold of that and go for it, because you know what? Without without that instruction, we can have a wonderful life or a horrible life. And usually when that when we go when we abandon God like it says, God abandons us. So which opens us up to as in computer terms, opens us up to a lot of new viruses. Anyways, glad, glad, glad I read that. And I hopefully, you know, hopefully I can help somebody. Twelve, thirteen. I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 13 through 15. How might, how might our, how might our epitaph, epitaph, read, I'm sorry, how might our epitaph read, what have we, what have we done in our life that is worth remembering? How will people remember our relationship with God when we die? Rehoboam's epitaph reads, He was evil, he was an evil king, for he did not seek the Lord with all his heart. Sadly, we spend too much time, too much little time, really, where, really, seeking God. That is one reason recovery is so difficult. For us, when we when we die, our wealth and achievements will soon be forgotten. Our relationship with God and the things we do to Him are the only things that will that will last. We would be wise to put energy into things of eternal. Value. Uh-huh. No doubt about it. How many times have I seen those new sports cars show up for other people that their butt goes down because of the of the arrogance and the uh, epic male syndrome and the old ego cropping in there. So, sunlight of the spirit will not shine on that at all, unfortunately. So we have to we have to rid ourselves of the of the toxins. Abijah's war with Jerusalem. Abijah, Abijah begins to make. All right, Abijah began to rule over Judah in the eighteenth year of Jehovah's reign on Israel. In Israel. He reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother was Maka, 
the daughter of Oriel from Gilbay, from Gilbah. Then, then war broke out between Abijah and Jeroboam. Judah, led by King Abijah, fielded 400,000 select warriors, while Jeroboam measured 800,000 select troops from Israel. When the army of Judah arrived in the, in the hill country of the Epiro, the Epirene, Abijah stood Mount Zentarian, I'm sorry, Mount Zemarim, and shouted to Jeroboam and all Israel, Listen to me. Don't you realize that the Lord, the God of Israel, made a lasting covenant with David, giving him and his descendants the obscure, I'm sorry, Jeroboam giving him and his descendants the throne of Israel forever. Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, a mere servant, and David's son Solomon rebelled against his, against his nature. All right. He didn't his name. Really against his man, master. I'm having problems focusing, so just bear with me, please. There, a whole gang of scoundrels joined him, defying Solomon's son Rehoboam when he was young and inexperienced and could not stand up to them. Do you really think you can stand against the kingdom of the Lord that is that is led by the descendants of David? You may have a vast army. You have these gold calves that Jeroboam, Jeroboam made as your gods, but you have closed the way the priests chased. I'm sorry, but you have chased away the priest of the Lord. The descendants of Aaron and the Levites, and you have appointed your you have appointed your own priests, just like the pagan nations. You let anyone you let anyone become a become a priest these days. Whoever comes to the to be destroyed, to be just dedicated with a young bull and seven rams can become a priest of these so-called gods of, of yours. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not abandoned him. Only the descendants of Aaron serve the Lord as priests, and the Levites allow many Allow me help them in their work. Then present burnt offerings and and fragrance and fragrant 
incense to the Lord every morning and evening. They placed the bread of the presence on the on the holy table, and they light the gold lampstand every evening. We are we are we are allowing the instructions of the Lord. We are following the instructions of the Lord, our God. But you have abandoned Him, so you see. God is with us. He is our leader. The priests blow their trumpets and lead us into battle against the Lord, the God of your the God of your ancestors. For you will not succeed. Meanwhile, Jehovah had exactly sent part of the army around behind men of Judah to ambush them. When Judah realized that they were being attacked from the from the front and from and the rear, they cried out to the Lord for help. Then the priests blew the trumpets and the men of Judah began to shout at the sound of their at the sound of their battle cry. God defeated Jehovah and all Israel and routed them before Abijah and the army of Judah. The Israelite army, the Israelite army, fled from Judah, and God handed handed them, or yeah, handed them over to Judah to defeat Abijah and his army, inflicted heavy blow, heavy losses on men on them. Five hundred thousand of Israel's select troops were killed that day. Holy smoke. So Judah defeated Israel on that occasion because they trusted in the Lord and the God of their ancestors. Abijah and his army pursued Jehovah's, Jeroboam's troops and captured some of the towns, some of his towns, including Including Bethel, Jerusalem, Ephnon, along with their surrounding villages. So, Jeroboam of Israel never regained his power. Never regained his power during during Abijah's lifetime. And finally, the Lord struck him down, and he died. Meanwhile, Abijah of Judah grew more and more powerful. He married fourteen he married fourteen wives and had twenty two sons and sixteen daughters. Well he was busy. The rest of the events of Abijah's reigns included his words and deeds are are reckoned by are recorded in the, the commentary of Adelia and the Adelia the prophet. I'm sorry, it's Edah the prophet. Man, has some tough stuff right there to read. 
All right, I'm not gonna complain. I'm not complaining. It's just I'm just saying it's tough. Tough on the human eyeballs for me to read that stuff. Heck, I'm just grateful I can see the print. So the early years, I'm, I'm, going, whoa, 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 I'm going back here. Yeah, that's a, uh, as we can see, 500,000 people get killed. Um, I think it's best to get in the Lord's presence and not instead of doing things his way. All right, chapter 13, one, verses 1 through 9. Abijah was about to go into battle in which his army was vastly outnumbered. But instead of giving in to fear, he stood, front, he stood firm because of the faith in God's promises. In the, pro, in the process of recovery, we will battle many promises in, in the process of recovery, we will battle many difficult situations. If we try to beat them alone, we will fall. We will need to stand on the many promises God has given us in Scripture and trust Him to deliver us. We must learn to live by faith. And when it is impossible to live by, when it is impossible to live by sight, that's awesome stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, I know about that stuff, and I know about, I know what happens when I trust the Lord. Chapter thirteen, verses ten through fourteen. When the going gets tough. It is a good idea to have God on our side. Abijah said, The Lord is our God and we have not abandoned him. If we draw close to God, he will drive He will draw close to us. As we encounter difficulties or negative patience I'm sorry. Are we do, or we encounter difficult or negative patterns. In our life, we will certainly need his help to win the battles we face. There is, so that's, uh, that's chapter 13 and that's verses 10 through 14. And that says a lot right there. I really like this uh really like this this part of the Bible because it shows us it just shows us the power of God. There is great danger in rebelling against I'm sorry, this is chapter four chapter thirteen, eighteen verses eighteen through twenty. So there is great danger in rebelling against God. Sometimes he Sometimes it may seem that God is not paying attention. People seem to get away with murder, but what we saw, but what we saw, saw, we will eventually. I'm sorry, but what we saw, we will eventually reap 
Jeroboam, Jeroboam, I should say, seemed to be successful. It is Jeroboam, sorry. Jeroboam seemed to be successful, but eventually his sins caught up with him. He was soundly defeated by a small army from Judah, which was set firmly in God's hands. Sin has in inevitable consequences. We must root it out of our life before it leads us to destruction. How do we root it out of our lives? We ask for forgiveness from the Lord. That's what we do. And we focus on the goodness of, of him and the miracles he gives us. He is amazing, amazing. He's an amazing God, there's no doubt. And I just love him. And this is just such a good stuff to read for me. Because it all comes down to, too, is what we face in uh, in recovery. <coughs> Sometimes a mountain looks a lot a lot bigger than it is. Early years of Asa's reign. I'm struggling. Yeah, this is chapter 14. So when Abijah died, he was buried in the city of David. Then his then his son Asa became the next king. There was peace in the land for ten years. Asa did what was pleasing and good in the sight in the sight of the Lord of his God. He removed the foreign altars he removed the foreign altars and the pagan shrines. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asher Asherer Asherah poles. He continued he can he command he commanded the people of Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his law and his commands. Asa also obey also I'm sorry. Asa also removed the pagan shrines as well as the incense altars from every from every one of Judah's towns. So Asa's kingdom enjoyed a period of peace. During those peaceful years, he was able to build up the fortified towns throughout his throughout Judah. No one tried to make no one tried to make war against him at this time. For the Lord was giving him rest. From the enemies. Asa told the people of Judah, "Let us build the towns and fortify them with with walls, towers, gates, and bars. The land is still ours because we had sought the Lord our God, and He has given us." Peace on every side. So they went ahead with these projects and brought them to to completion. King Asa had an army of a hundred. I'm sorry. King Asa had an army of three hundred thousand warriors from the tribe of Judah, armed with 
large shields and spears. He also had an army of 280,000 troop warriors from the tribe of Benjamin, armed with small shields and bows. Both, both armies were con composed of well-trained fighting men. Once an Ethiopian named Zerah attacked Judah with an army of one million men and 300 chariots. They advanced to the town of Mirisla, so Asa deployed his warriors, his armies, for battle in the valley north of Mirisha. Then Asa cried out to the Lord, his God, O oh Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O oh Lord, our God, for we trust in you alone. It is in your it is in your name that we have come against this vast horde. O oh Lord, you are our God. Do not let do not let men do not let mere men prevail against you. That's the disease of alcoholism in that too. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians in the presence of Asa and the army of Judah. The enemy fled. Asa and the army and the army purposed them as pursued them as far as as Garin, as Gerar. And so many Ethiopians fell that they are unable to to rally. They were destroyed by the Lord and his army, and the army of Judah carried off a vast amount, a vast amount of plunder. While they were at Gerar, Gerar they attacked all the towns in that area. Terror from the Lord came up upon the people there. As a result, vast amounts of plunder was taken from those towns too. They also attacked the camps of the camps of herdsmen and captured more sheep, goats, and camels before finally returning to Jerusalem. All right. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, let me see here. What we got going on here is a uh, chapter. So this is chapter 14, verses 1 through 2. So the world's measure of success is not the same as God's measure. Every action, attitude, decision, and feeling needs to be measured by the criterion suggested by Asa's life. Asa, 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 Asa did what was 
pleased, what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. Obedience to reveal, to be, obedience to the revealed will of God is an essential step in the rebuilding process. If we are unwilling to obey God's program, over there is little hope for recovery. What's all about that? I've been there and been there and made a lot of wrong decisions in my life, influenced by money, greed, sex, or something like that. All right, a lot of alcohol. 14, chapter 14, nine through, verses 9 through 15. Asa was about to be over, overwhelmed by mighty enemy army, but he cried out to God, admitting his powerlessness. This was the first step towards victory. Asa was, telling, was willing to trust that God would deliver him. God comes through when we admit our our weakness and look to him for for help. But we need to take that you know all important first step. You know what? I'm gonna read this again. Asa was about to be overwhelmed by mighty, by the mighty, by, by a mighty enemy army, but he cried out to God, admitting his powerlessness. This was his first step toward victory. Asa was willing to trust their. Asa was willing to trust God would deliver him. God comes through when we admit our. Weaknesses, our weakness, and look to him for help. But we need to take that all-important first step, which steps us right into the second step. Good stuff. I feel, you know, I just like feel so, uh, I feel it right through my heart. And remember how it feels to not take that first step. So this is, uh, okay, that's going on to chapter 15. Asa's religious reforms. Chapter 15. Then the Spirit came upon Azariah, son of Oded. And he went on to meet King Asa, as he was returning from his battle. Listen to me, Asa, she shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you for a long time. Israel was within the trust, uh, but and for a long time, Israel was without the the true God. 
without a without a priest to teach them and without the without the law without the law to instruct them. But whatever they were in trouble and turned to the Lord the God of Israel and start and sought him out. They found him. During those dark times it was not it was not safe. It's not safe to travel. Presidents I'm sorry, problems troubled the people of enemy land. Nation fought against nation and city against city. The God was troubling them with every kind of problem. But as to you, be strong and courageous. But as for you, be strong and courageous. For your work will be revealed. I'm sorry, well, for your work will be rewarded. Wow. During those dark times, I'm going to reread this. This is great stuff. During those dark times, it was not, it was not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people of, of every land. Nation fought against nation. Nation fought against nation. And city against city. For God was troubling, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. But as full as for you, be strong and courageous. For you, for your work will be rewarded. All right. When Asa heard this message from Azariah, the prophet, he took courage and removed all the, all the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin. And in the towns he captured in the hill country of Ephraim. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, which stood in front of the entry room of the Lord's temple. Then Isaac called together all the people of Judah and Benjamin, along with the people of Ephraim, Manasseh, Manasseh, Manasseh and, Sim, and Simeon, who had settled among them. For many from Israel had moved to Judah during Asa's reign when they saw that the Lord, the God, was with him. The people gathered at Jerusalem in the late spring during the during the fifteenth war. I'm sorry, during the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. On that day, they sacrificed to the Lord seven hundred cattle and seven thousand sheep and grain. From the from the plunder they had them in the battle. I'm sorry, they had taken in the battle. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord. 
the Lord, the God of their ancestors, with all the with all their heart and soul. They agree that anyone who they agree that anyone who refused to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, would be put to death, whether young or old, man or woman. They shouted out their oath of loyalty to the Lord with trumpets, blaring and ram horns sounding. All in Judah were happy about the covenant, for they had entered into it with all their with all their heart. They earnestly sought after God, and they found Him, and the Lord gave them rest from their enemies on every side. King is even de- King is even deposed. King Asa even deposed his grandmother, Atmaka, from her position as queen mother because she had made an obscure Asherah pole. He can cut down her obscene pole, broke it and broke it up and burned it in the Kind in the Kindron Valley. Although the pagan shrines were not removed from Israel, Asa's heart remained completely faithful throughout his life. He thought into the temple of God. His he thought into the temple of God, his his silver his silver, his gold gold and the various items that he and his father had had dedicated. So there was no more war until the thirty fifth year of Oz's reigns. Oz's reign. Wow. And I like when they say this. I like it where it says too, and then it says it in the Bible about Jesus, and uh, he gives us, he gives us, he gives us to eat when we're hungry. He gives us, he gives us to eat when we're hungry, and the food that we eat is the word of God, and the and and the dessert. I believe. Is the power of God that we can seek, and He gives us the power to walk through our troubles and put them put them aside. You know, and, and the demons are in our heart, so you can never so you can never take it easy because once we take it easy, they arise and they come through our system and our in our heart. So we we can never just relax and take it easy. We have to keep in prayer and keep in close contact with our with well, our higher powers what we say in AA. You know, reality is it's it's a spirit that I believe in. So call it what you may, that's what I say. But anyways Chapter 16, 7 through 9, verses 7 through 9. Let me see here.
So, chapter 16, verses 7 through 9, I had to check something out. Hanani rebuked Asa for depending on the army of Aram instead of trusting in God, no matter what the odds. God could have delivered Judah without the help of the Syrian army. We must learn that God is the only one able to deliver us from our us from our dependencies. Through there, though there is an overwhelming army of individuals and programs to help us deal with our problems. None of these programs or people is sufficient without God's help. We need to put our trust in Him. We need to put our trust in Him. He is the one and able to deliver us from our dependencies. Though there is not there though there is an overwhelming array of individuals and programs to help us deal with our problems, none of these programs or people is sufficient. Without God's help, we need to put our trust in Him. Wow, okay. What we got going on here is a little and uh we have chapter sixteen. Verse 10. When someone honestly points out prob- when someone honestly points out problems or failures in our life, we have a choice to make. Either we humbly try to dis- to discover the truth behind the change changes, or we become angry and take revenge. One who non rebuked Asa for hiring the Armenians. The king immediately made wrong response. He he punished Hanan. He should have listened to God corrective measure or corrective message. As we take inventory of our life, we need to humbly acknowledge our, ta- our our failures. If we don't, our efforts in recovery will ultimately fail. So, So it's either, I'm going to reread this. Either we humbly try to discover the truth behind the the changes, or we become angry and take revenge. When when Hanani rebuked Asa for hiring Armenians, the king immediately made the wrong, wrong response. He punished Hunani. He punished Hunani. He should have listened to God's corrective measure. He 
as we take inventory of our life. We need to humbly acknowledge our failures. If we don't, our efforts in recovery will ultimately, ultimately fail. I put a little enthusiasm into that because it's phenomenal. Summary of Asa's reign. Rest of the events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. Yet with that severity of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help, but he, but turned only to his physicians. So he died in the 41st year of the reign of his reign. He was, he was buried in the, he was buried in the tomb. He had carved out for himself in the city of David. He was laid on the bed. He was laid on a bed performed with sweet, perfumed with sweet, Spices and fragrant ointments. And the people built a large funeral fire in in his honor. And the people built a large funeral fire in his honor. All right. Oh, I've never seen a funeral fire before, but... That's obviously a tradition of the past. And that just, you know, God, God is revealed too through fire, as we remember. So, anyways, all right, we'll stop right there with Asa's reign, and. Um, you know, if nobody else told you they love you today, I do. God grant me the serenity and us the serenity to change the things we cannot change. And the purpose and the wisdom to know the difference. So what we need today is a lot of love for others and love for God. Nobody else has told you they love you today. I do, and I say that with the power of love. Thanks for listening to my to this podcast, and remember, keep God in your life, as I have to remember that myself. All right, so...